Welcome to the We Go There podcast. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... Exactly. We go there. Because no topic should be too taboo, especially when it comes to women's health. We ask the questions you may be too afraid to ask and interview the experts to get the answers you need. So we're doing this completely unfiltered. 100%. Okay, let's go there. So today we are meeting with the amazing Alyssa Kerbel. She is the founder of Mini Miosh, and she's also a passionate lifelong entrepreneur. She's a mama of two. She is a friend. She is a mentor to many, and she has so much to say about this topic of balance. Is it bullshit? Is it possible? Can we talk about mom guilt? We're going to go there. Lexi, do you have anything to add? Because I know you know Alyssa in real life too. Yeah. I'd say, Alyssa, you are, your energy is so infectious and amazing. Um, but also, and we were just talking about this before, you surround yourself with such great people and women. And I've always been really inspired by that. Like, you, I, I remember just going through the beginning of the pandemic and you reaching out and being like, we need to be together on this, like whatever you need, like I'm here kind of thing. So um, just as a kind of props to who you are and your personality uh, as a female entrepreneur, you're so like in it with the women and supporting women and all that, which I love. Thank you. I actually forgot about that early, that thing that, you know, we brought everyone together to do at the early stage of the pandemic with female founders. And, you know, I just, I think um, for me, I'm always about, I think a lot of it goes back to not feeling alone in things and that support. And so, you know, anytime that I'm kind of feeling a certain way or feeling alone in things, I'm always feeling like I'm probably not the only one who's feeling like this. I feel like I can bring some people together and support them through this, whatever it is. And so that's, I think, been a big part of um, my journey and just like my, I'm so grateful for, you know, the amazing women I'm surrounded by in particular, the community and the people in general and, and, but the women in particular, and I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to meet both of you, get to know you a little bit, work with you on different projects, do panels, like, um, you know, it's been, it's been a joy and just a privilege to get to know both of you. Um, more recently, you, Nikki, I've known you a little bit longer, Lexi. So thanks for having me. Of course. And I think what's really refreshing is, um, you know, a lot of people, when you say like, how are you doing? It's like a very mechanical response, like good, great, like busy kind of thing. And I find with you, anytime I've interacted with you and I ask how you're doing and just even coming on today, like you're real and your answer and either it could be, you know, things are going great and this is happening and this is happening, but this is really overwhelming. Um, or, you know, you came on today and you're like, okay, here we go <laughs> in a day. Yeah. I, I, I'm all about keeping it pretty real um, because I think that, you know, realness is relatable and we're all going through stuff all the time um, in our lives. And, you know, as, as women, as parents, um, yeah, like this morning I had sort of three things that happened. Like I woke up, actually didn't have a great sleep and then had like sort of three things happen, bam, 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 right off the bat that kind of just 
set me into a, like a bit of a tailspin. <laughs> um, and, you know, now I'm going on a podcast and I'm supposed to show up. And so, you know, that's, that's daily living, right? Like shit happens and you kind of got to roll with it or, you know, a big part of it for me has been developing practices and habits so that I can roll with it better a little bit. <laughs> we need to Not- talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah, us the all the things, kits. the toolkits yeah, yeah. that you we can, use. We can go there for sure because there's a lot. <laughs> what are some there's of the things lot. that you've found most useful in bringing yourself back when things are a bit manic and crazy and out, feeling out of control? Um, well, like I shared with you guys this morning, like the, the thing that I did today, and there's a lot of things that I have in my toolkit, so I can go into a little bit more. One thing that I did today before I came on this podcast was I did a really short, um, sort of breath work meditation. So I have an app, I'm going to plug it because I love, love, love it called Othership, which is a breath work and meditation app, but I love it because I'm very much into music um, I love music actually. Okay. So I'm going to be all over the place. That's partly just how I woke up today. <laughs> I woke up today all over the place. So that's how I'm going to show up in some ways today. Um, but, um, so music for me is a way to shift energy. So that actually one thing right there is a big one for me. Um, I went to uh, an event last night and I saw actually Joanna from NYX was speaking. It was a women's leadership event. And one of the things she said, which I was like, yes, was like, she's like, never underestimate the value of a good pump up song. So like, you know, that's something simple where it's like you're in a bad energy or like you're feeling, it's like put on some music and do like, that is a shifter right there. You know, um, this app that I use has music, which I love. And so it sort of has the ability to transform how I'm feeling using breath work, which helps get me into my body and out of my head. You know, I live in my head all the time and things happen. And then I'm like, not only did the thing happen, but then I'm like, Oh my God, like, what does that mean? And what does that mean about me? And da, 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 da. And then, like, it's like the voices just start going. And like, you know, I start beating myself up and it's like, no, 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 no. Just going to like do this little practice, ground myself in my body, in the energy that I want to be in right now, how I want to show up for this podcast, what this podcast means to me, um, this other stuff, you know what? sideline it for now. It's fine. Um, and really just being intentional and like always kind of coming back to, um, really it's a choice how we're choosing to show up. These are all little tools that kind of allow us to come back to how do we want to show up? Um, I'm not in that space right now. What can I do to get in that space? Music, taking a five minute pause and doing a breathwork meditation, going outside the freaking beautiful day out there, guaranteed I need to get outside today and walk and be maybe in nature for a little bit. That has to happen today. Um, and I think going back to the idea of doing all of those things without any sense of guilt, right? Like taking that time and there is no guilt associated with it because it is the most important thing. <laughs> the most important thing. I love that you're talking about guilt because it's such a huge thing. Like there's a lot of moms listening to this and they experience chronic mom guilt. 
right? The whole like phrase self-care isn't selfish, which feels, and I got to talk to you about this too, because, and I know you get it. Your kids are a little older now. You said like almost 11 and almost 15, but you've been there. You've been juggling it all. You're still juggling it all. And what would you say to the whole idea of like the mom guilt where it's like, you know, I can't do it because if I do it, something is gonna, is gonna sort of slide. Like I'm now not fulfilling my obligation as a mom. I mean, is it the oxygen mask analogy that you would give? Like you can't, you know, you need to fill your cup before you fill someone else's cup, that kind of a thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. But maybe before I even go there, um, and I would, I would just dig a little deeper that my experience, um, and I've, I've had my own experience with this. I've also been in like a lot of groups with women where we share very openly about like, the things we struggle with um, and taking time for ourselves, putting ourselves first, prioritizing our health, our well-being, um, time, all of those things are things that I think all women struggle with. And I actually think it comes back on some level to feeling worthy (laughs) of it. It's worthiness. It's feeling like we deserve it. Like we're Mm -hmm. worthy of that care, the care that we tend to give everybody else. It's like, but we don't give it to ourselves. And, and I think in digging on this subject with a lot of people, it's just like, there's like, we put ourselves last. And the idea actually is that you need to put yourself first and we're all worthy of care. We're all worthy of being cared and cared for. And that is caring for ourselves, you know, kindness to ourselves, not beating ourselves up about needing to take a break or having a bad day or needing to like have space from our families or space from our spouses. It's like, that's just what I need right now to be able to show up in the way that I want to show up in the world and for people and the people I care about. Why is there any sense of guilt about that to me? I know. And we put so much on ourselves and it's interesting because we tell our kids and we teach our kids to like, listen to your body. And I was just saying like, my husband, Adam just said that because I'm, you know, not feeling well and I got a cold and I'm pregnant with twins and all things like, listen to your body, like go take a nap. And it's like, just to do that seems like the hardest thing, rescheduling and rejigging your schedule around things like that. Meanwhile, I have a whole list of reasons why that absolutely absolutely should happen. Um, but why do we not prioritize ourselves better? And we teach our kids, like, listen to your body, listen to your body. And we're not actually um, always uh, being the example of that. And that's something that I've learned through, you know, people and women I've talked to as well around, like, being the example for your children. And so if we're not prioritizing ourselves what are we teaching our kids to do? Right. And I think that's 100%. also that worthiness that you're speaking to is mm-hmm. really wrapped up in that also, I think, but it's, but it's hard. I, and I speaking think, of yeah. hard. Yeah. Like I feel like I need to be the voice of the person listening right now, that's yes. like, but I'm at home alone with my kids and I'm on, I'm like hundred percent responsible for everything. Or I get lots of people messaging me. They're a military wife or they don't have family nearby. And they're like, who do I go to? They're like, you know, this whole idea of us saying you need more self-care and they're like, I get it. But like, how? How? 
Ow. Ow. Okay. I, and I'm going to just acknowledge the fact that, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm very in a very privileged position. Like I, I'm not in the same boat as everybody um, in terms of the support that I have, in terms of the means that I have, in terms of all of the access that I have. And so I get it. We're not, we all have different challenges, right. That we're faced with. And, um, and yet I would say that we all struggle often with the same thing, which is asking for help when we need mm-hmm. it, asking for help. You know, I, I feel like one of my superpowers or one of my skills or strengths or whatever is that I'm really good at asking for help. <laughs> I, I have, I have never had any, and it, I think it kind of stemmed from my business to a certain extent and then stemmed into me as a mother and just sometimes like just having no choice with running a business and raising a family and just the juggle is real. Right. And, but basically not feeling like asking for help is a weakness. Mm-hmm. I always have thought of it as like a strength. It's like it, you know, and, and not only that I reframe asking for help as actually giving other people the opportunity to feel good. Because the thing is that other people feel really good when you say, you know what, I really, I could use some help and they can help. You've just given somebody the opportunity to feel good that they're helping somebody out. And you can also do it in such a way, you don't have to do it in this way, but I also feel like I do it sometimes in a way where there's an ask and a give. So it's balanced, right? So going, this is an interesting topic on balance, but it's like, so say for example, like, I'm like, God, Mike and I really, you know, I don't, I'm, I have older kids now, so it's not the same thing, but let's just say back in the day, like Mike and I really need, you know, a weekend away, like, God, we haven't gone on a weekend away, the two of us, or we haven't had any date night or whatever. We're disconnected. Like things aren't feeling great. And like, you know, whatever, maybe we can't afford a babysitter or, you know, it's, there's nobody who can babysit or whatever. I'll like go to a friend and say like, Hey, any chance that you might be willing to take my kids for a sleepover? And then like next weekend or the following weekend, I'll take yours. (laughs) Why don't we trade off date nights? You know, like (laughs) no babysitter needed. It's just like, you need this. I need this. Like we can tag team it right. To make it happen. Like there's always workarounds. It's always workarounds. And the workarounds usually involve saying, I need some support. And if I'm not comfortable just asking straight out for my neighbor to take my kids for a sleepover, then I'll do it in such a way where I'm giving something in return. So that makes me feel less, you know, like I'm indebted to them or I'm, I'm putting them out or whatever. And worst case scenario, they say no, and you like go to another option. But I think, you know, this idea of struggling with asking for help, with admitting when we need support um, is is a block for a lot of people. And again, I think a lot of it comes back to worthiness, being feeling worthy of being supported, feeling worthy of having someone help you. Um, We all are worthy of support and help. And we're, I've always been like, it's a village, you know, yeah, the, the more you give, the more you get and vice versa. And um, that's worked really well for me on my own journey, you know, with just figuring out like how to, to find that time for myself, even when it's uh, not available readily. Can we talk about how you help yourself find and feel that worthiness? How do you start to get to a place where you start to feel worthy? That's a, that's a, that's a dig one. That's a big one, a a layered, (laughs) that's a layered one. 
Um, so it's, uh, it, this is like the work. This is the work. This is not, there's no quick fix to worthiness. It, it I think, comes from um, going kind of down the, the road of learning about yourself and actually wanting to kind of delve in to understand maybe where that sort of lack of worthiness stemmed from. It typically is something in your childhood. <laughs> We're going to go psychology now, oh, yeah. like, you know, psychoanalysis, but you know, in my ex- own experience and just having done a lot of work in this space, um, you know, there's things that happen to all of us when we are, I think, young that can be, you know, termed in whatever way you want, like trauma, whatever it is. And trauma to me is not like trauma, trauma, trauma. Like it doesn't have to mean that you are abused or something terrible happened. It's just the things that happen in those formative years that start to create who you think you are and your identity. And it could be that like, you know, the sense of love you had or didn't have from a parent or how you were treated in your sibling situation. It's like, you know, little things that we're unaware of that then caused us to have thoughts about ourselves that then became a story in our life that continues to show up over and over and over. And if you have a repeating behavior or repeating pattern in your life that you're just like, I can't get, break it, or it's just, that's the way it is, or you're resigned to it. it, It's probably stems back to something that has kind of happened um, along the way in your childhood, not necessarily traumatic, but it's created something where you've developed a tendency, a behavior to cope with that. And you, it's your safety blanket to a certain extent. um, And you, you, without knowing it, you do it, you do it over and over again, and you get the same situation happening over and over again. It's, it's not coincidence (laughs) when we're in those habits and behaviors. And so I've done personally a lot of work on myself in this space to understand um, those things, what those things are for me, how, and, you know, if I'm really going to go there, um, you know, a lot of it for me has come through psychedelic therapy, Mm -hmm. plant medicine, um, which is like, the mushrooms. Most un- uh, yeah, there's various modalities. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, all like, I'm like, you're like, you shroom, you shroom and you fix your trauma. Like, is that what this is about? Are we going there? <laughs> Let's just get into specifics here. <laughs> you're like being so diplomatic. I'm like, wait, I've never tried shrooms. And the Me reason neither. is because- Nikki, we already oh talked about this. We're going to do it together. <laughs> because I've heard that. So I've always, I've str- this is like so random that we're going here, but like, I have always struggled with like stomach stuff and I've heard it can, it can hurt your tummy. And so I've been oh. so afraid to try. And so even like when all my friends were like, we're talking early twenties, like running yeah. around the park at night on shrooms, I'd be like, now nah, I'm good. I'm <laughs> just too afraid that my stomach's going to hurt. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm happy to go there because I think it's an interesting topic that a lot of people don't know very much about. And, um, so if you want to go there, we can, we can chat. We go everywhere. That. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm just mindful of like time and topic. So I just want to make sure if you guys can cut me off, if I'm going too too much on a tangent here. Okay. So essentially um, me, for me personally, like I basically never done anything other than like 
pot, like weed. Like I had never done mushrooms or Molly or MDMA or anything, like never done recreational drugs, basically. Um, and then, um, you know, this, this idea of psychedelic therapy has become more of a thing. And I, I mentioned before our thing, our conversation that I'm part of a bigger entrepreneur network. Um, and, you know, it's an interesting network of entrepreneurs. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, there is something about the entrepreneur that um, gravitates towards this at some point, because, you know, being an entrepreneur is just like, well, you guys know, and I mean, like, it's very challenging and you question things all the time. And often you're kind of like, God, like, why am I doing this? Because sometimes it's like so brutally hard and taking such a toll on things. And then you're kind of like, have to keep coming back to like, why am I doing this again? Like, why am I doing this again? And, and I, really kind of got to a point in my own journey where I was like, but really, why am I doing this? Like, I actually want to understand, like, why am I so driven to do this? Why do I feel the need to achieve? Why? Like, what? Like, there's something behind all of this. And it's been there my whole life. Like, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I started my own business in my 20s. And I was like on a mission with that business. And I started this business and I ran them both for seven years and had babies. And it's like, I've had no break. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, what, what's behind all of this? Really? Tell us. Why? You know, and so you figured it out. We want to know. Well, so <laughs> I had, I had a number of people who I knew who um, had done psychedelic therapy. And I have this one particular friend who, you know, had, had gone and done ayahuasca, which is a particular type of psychedelic therapy that I have not personally done, but she had also been doing other things like, you, you know, so there's different modalities, MDMA, which is like the pure form kind of of ecstasy type thing, but it's, it's in a pure form. Um, there's psilocybin mushrooms, like, but you're doing it in an environment and in a controlled environment with a guide. So it's like, you're actually having a journey of essentially discovery is what it allows you to do is sort of go beyond the, what is there in your mind and go into your body and go into like, it's, it's, it gets you into like what is underneath a lot of the stuff. And in a way for me with, I've done like, God, like everything kind of like I've done the therapy, the coaching landmark, this course, strategic coach. Oh, I thought you meant like all the drugs. I've done all all the things that except the drugs. drugs. I've done all the things. I've done all the things except the drugs, right? Like it's like, I'm going to be a meditator. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I mean, I think what happened for me personally was that like I never, I actually never went on any drugs, like no antidepressants, no anti-anxiety, even though I was probably depressed and maybe I, I did have like serious anxiety, but like that just didn't feel like the right thing for me to go on. A, and I'm a totally like not saying that drugs are not good. Drugs are great. Drugs can help people for sure. For me, I felt like there's something below the surface here that I need to explore and I want to understand. And I understand the drugs could make me feel better, but it doesn't get to the root cause. I wanted to get to why do I feel like this to begin with? And I felt like for me, it felt like there was just something buried and underneath it all, not necessarily like something in my mind, not a chemical thing. It was like an internal thing. And so a friend of mine was like, why don't you try this? And I, I think a lot of people, when they start to understand and explore, they're curious, but 
afraid. That's typically the, the thought behind it is like, I'm scared to try this, but my personal experience, and I've done a number of ceremonies now, um, using different modalities with a guide in a safe environment. You know, I pay for this. Um, and it's like a full day experience. And it has just been for me, a very transformative experience that I do in tandem with all the other things that I do. There's no quick fix for understanding who you are and really at the root, like who you're meant to be in this world. I think there's no like instant, like I'm going to go do a psychedelic experience and all of my like problems are going to be solved. The idea with the psychedelic experience is that it it develops this much deeper sense of understanding, awareness, and consciousness that I personally have never been able to access in any other way through therapy, through all the other things that I have tried. And then through that awareness, it's like, I really got a better understanding of like, huh, (laughs) I understand like a lot more now and why I do certain things. Once I have an understanding of it, it becomes a choice, right? It becomes more of a choice. Do I still want to be that? Do I still want to do that? Is this serving me? Do I feel good? If I don't feel good, why? Is there something that I could do to feel better? And sometimes those questions are scary questions to ask. Sometimes those questions, if you're being really honest with yourself, can lead to answers that might scare the shit out of you. You might say, I'm not happy in my relationship. It's not working for me. I deserve better or I want to be happy. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to feel good. I deserve to be treated a certain way. I have one life, got one shot at this. I feel like, I have never been one to settle. And that's why I dig and dig and dig and dig because I want to understand and I want to be able to continue to learn and grow and show up and not be scared of what's there. Be excited about what's there. See the possibility in what's there, you know? And I think for me, I'm older than you guys. I'm going to be 47 this year. I feel like, a lot of people that I talk to that are the age that I'm at now, a lot of them are like really resigned, it feels. They're resigned to like, this is what it is. This is the way it is. This is my life now. This is my relationship. Like, I think when you're younger and you've got young kids, you're kind of just surviving. <laughs> like you're right. in survival mode to a certain extent. You're just getting through it, right? Like you're just making it through the days, trying to keep your kids alive, trying to keep yourself alive, um, trying to just, you know, I don't believe in going back to the is balance bullshit. I don't really believe in the idea of the word balance or balance because to me, balance means like you got to have everything in check to maintain this kind of equilibrium that like is just not possible in life. Because like I said this morning, three things happened that I'm like, whoa, you know, the, the teeter-totter just went down like that this morning. I, I'm not in balance, but the reality is I'm in flow. I'm in ebb and flow. You know, this morning it was an ebb. And you know what? I'm going to do some things to try and get back in the flow. And then something else is going to ebb. And then I'm going to get back in the flow. And so 
it's, it, it's continuous, you know, it's a continuous ebb and flow. There's no, there's no sense of, I need to maintain balance. It's like, I need to, and I don't actually, I'm very conscious of words and language. I want, not I need, I could, not I should. Like these, these little words that we use, these tweaks that we use, it's like, I really am more conscious of my language now. So I don't say I need to do something that puts a needy energy behind. Like I need to, it feels like a chore. It feels like I have to do something that I don't want to do. It's like, I want to do this. I want to put myself first. I want to prioritize my well-being. The more I prioritize my own well-being and take this time for myself, the better I show up for people, the better I show up for my family, the better I show up for my team, the better I show up in the world. That to me is like guilt-free, you know? And it, it, the guilt never goes away. Like I, I went out the last, like I went out last night and I was like leaving the house. My son goes, he's turning 11. He's 10. He's like, you're going out a lot. eh? (laughs) you, you've been going out a lot lately. And I was like, and I have, I've been doing, I've been going out a lot lately. The pandemics, the pandemic, like things are lifting, man. I'm just like, get me out there. (laughs) My God, I've been home for two years. Like enough, enough. A lot of time to make up for. (laughs) I got a lot of time. And, you know, when things are like this, I went to this women, like it was a really cool event. Joanna spoke, Jessica Holmes did a set. Like it was such an awesome, you know, event. And I said, yeah, you know what? I have been going out a lot. And he said, like, does that make you happy? And I said, you know what, buddy? It does. Like I said, you know, I don't like to go out every night because I find that tiring and I want to spend time with you guys. And so it's, I, 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 but I really enjoy, I'm going out with Heather tonight, my friend, we're going to have a fun time. And he, he, I didn't feel judged by it. Um, He just asked me a question. Does it make me happy to go out? And I was like, "Mm, yeah, does. I feel like again, that's teaching our kids like to check in, like, you know what, this makes me feel happy. I like doing it. I want to be with my friends. Being with my friends makes me feel good. Um, just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I don't get to go out um, and spend time with others and that I have to be, you know, like a martyr at home all the time. It's just like, nope, that's choice. Yeah. Let's talk about people pleasing because I feel mm-hmm. like there's something there with worthiness and like this feeling that like, your worth is, is derived from how much people like you or how much you're pleasing them. And, you know, I feel like there's, there's a, I mean, that's another big one, but can we go there? (laughs) Yeah, we can go there. Uh, This one is really still an ongoing struggle for me. I care what people, I've had to like, really like work through a lot about like caring what other people think. Yeah. It's ongoing. I don't think the thing about a lot of this stuff is that like it, it's, it's the work, right? So the work doesn't end there. There is no like point in time where I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't reached a point in time where I'm like, I just don't care what people think (laughs) at all. (laughs) You know, I'm good with all of it. It's just like, I don't know if that's possible, but I think that my, I think what I've tried to develop as a skill, as a habit is just getting curious with what's coming up for me and, and just digging into that a little bit, like, huh, I'm feeling, you know, not good about like the fact that maybe this person's judging me. Why do I not feel good about that? Why do I even really care? 
like, how do I feel about how I'm showing up right now? Like, it's like, you're having an actual conversation with yourself, right? Like, sounds crazy, but it's, it's digging into like, why you were feeling the emotion we're feeling, why that's coming up. And through that, I think that's how I've been able to start letting go of doing things for what I feel are not the right motivation, not, not the right reasons. So that, that ultimately don't serve me. And I think <clears throat> boundaries are something that are extremely important for women. And it's funny, I just did this amazing, I'm always doing stuff. Like just, that's the other thing is like, I'm always doing stuff in this space. So I just did this amazing, um, it was like a 10 week workshop. Um, my friend, Christine Russell, you know, her Lexi, um, she ran it. It was called oh. Radiance. Oh, I saw that. So She's I so signed beautiful. up for it. She yeah. is. She's an amazing human with yeah. beautiful grounded energy that you just like are attracted to. Yes. It's like, she's figured a lot of it out. Yeah. That's how you feel when you're around. She's so calming. It's like, you just want to be in her presence. Like doesn't even need to say a word. You're just, well, we were all on the panel together. Yeah, that's right. The um, one that uh, Alana did. That's so funny. I just realized that. Yeah. So she ran this workshop and this is the thing. Okay. So I got this email newsletter and I'm always doing things because the thing is that this is the work. It's like you, you are actually doing things all the time to create, um, this, the space for yourself and the ability to keep learning, growing. And in this scenario, she sent out a newsletter. So I'm on different newsletters that I subscribe to about this radiance course that she was running. It was going to be 10 weeks and it was going to be with a group of women. And so I just, I don't, I was like, literally it was like three times a week for 30 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I was like, Oh Jesus. Like, how am I going to do that? Right. Like three times a week Yeah, running the business, running the family. Like, it's like, but I was like, so I looked at my calendar and I could see that I had to move a few things around to accommodate these 30 minute meetings three times a week. But I was like, you know what, if I book them all in, this is actually a big point right here. Yes. If you don't plan it, it doesn't happen. You prioritize yourself, your well-being, whatever it is. You book it in. It's a non-negotiable. And then you work everything else around that. Mm-hmm. And you make sure your family, whoever it is, knows like, this is my time. And you know what? Like, I'm not moving this. Everything else can move. That's worthiness. That's like, I'm putting myself first. Even if it's just one thing. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. It doesn't need to be a million things. If you can do one thing a day. It could be the simplest thing. It could be like a five minute meditation in the morning for yourself, but that's your commitment to yourself is to do this one five minute meditation or to do this one 10 minute walk around the block. And that's your time. And if you do that one thing, you start to build that sense of like, I can prioritize myself and I'm worthy of this time. You start to feel good afterwards. Um, I have this note, well, you guys anyways, can't see it because I'm talking and well, you guys can see it because we're on camera, but I have this note. This was from the Radiance Workshop that says, I honor my standards and my word to myself above all else. Hmm, I love that. That was from Christine. I honor my standards and my word to myself above all else. And the idea is that like you make a small commitment, an action that's aligned with who, who you want to show up as and how you want to feel 
And if you do that each day, you're saying to yourself, like, I'm worth this. And you, and then if you don't do it, that's okay too. You don't beat yourself up about it. You say like, okay, I didn't do it today, but I'm going to start again tomorrow. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm not going to like say that, oh, you're such a loser. You didn't do the thing today. You know, it's like, no, I'm going to start over tomorrow. Every day is a new day. And tomorrow I'm going to prioritize this thing and wake up and do it. And then you slowly start to build this muscle of confidence and this idea of like, I can do these little things and prioritize these little things and it matters. And I see the impact of that. And, and then it keeps going. Yeah. Just builds very, very beautifully. And it all, like, I love that your connection between, you know, the worthiness, your own self-image and judgments of yourself. And I think it takes a lot to, like, be able to, like you said, it's a weird space to be in, but remove yourself and have those conversations around the judgments that you're having because, I I totally agree and I believe like we are so hard on ourselves, but if you can think and understand better, like how are we judging our own selves? And I'm thinking that you're thinking this about me, right? And like, you're probably thinking the complete opposite about me, but we make up these stories in our head that we believe to be true. And we don't stop ourselves to recognize like, where's that actually coming from? Cause it's actually coming from a very different place. That's something within ourselves that links to our worthiness and our self image of who we believe we are. Um, and, and, you know, I think starting small and like implementing those little things for you can help to just, get that self-image piece even like because you're doing something for yourself you're saying like I I deserve this and like five minutes even but like I deserve that and not beating ourselves up about it is um like a small step towards Mm -hmm. making progress in that area yeah I mean I think it like comes back to like there's there's these things like along our child in our childhood it's like you actually can think back to certain points you know, sometimes in your childhood where it's like, when, when did you first hear maybe that you weren't like pretty enough or smart enough or feel that, you know, like there was often a point Mm -hmm. of time, we often can pinpoint something or a conversation or whatever. And definitely like, you know, for me, um, I feel like in my own self-discovery of like a lot of stuff, I feel like the drive to, to achieve and to do the business and to be, outwardly successful has, has really stemmed from this, like, I'm not smart enough feeling like it was always there, you know, like when I was young, like I was like the only one amongst my peer group that didn't make the honor roll. Like I just didn't feel as smart as everybody else, you know? So like, that's a piece for me, um, for sure. I also have this, um, ongoing thing where I feel responsible for others, and for everybody and everything. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I've got to have everybody else, you know? And 
Um, that's also something that I've been working through because it's just like, I'm actually not responsible for them. They're responsible for themselves. Everybody's responsible for their own choices, their own lives. You know, um, yes, I'm responsible for my children at this point, but they're getting older and now they're getting to a point where they're making choices. And I'm just trying to guide them along that route. And ultimately, you know, they're going to make mistakes and they're, you know, I listened to a podcast recently where like, they were saying like, you know, how, how as a parent, can you, you know, try and make sure that the same things that happened to you. And just to be clear, I had an amazing childhood. <laughs> I had a great childhood. I love my parents. Like I, you know, I, I have an amazing relationship with them, but the interesting thing that was in this podcast is basically like, you can't like avoid your kids getting kind of fucked up. Like it's life. It's like, they're going to be kind of fucked up. They have to work through their own stuff. Like it's so terrifying of being journey. a parent. Yeah. You can't protect them from everything oh. from the comment of like the, I heard, I was reading this the other day. It was someone's newsletter as well. I subscribed to a few where she realized that like for the, she was 10 years old and her best friend rang the doorbell and said, I'm not your best friend anymore. I'm Sally's best friend now and ran away. And it's just like, you, how can you, you can't protect your kids from that. And then this woman spent the rest of her adult life until she was like 35 avoiding having just one best friend. Cause she didn't want to be hurt like that again. Oh my gosh. Anyways, side it's all, note. <laughs> but it's but it, it, it's these micro moments in a lot of cases. It's the micro moments. But you know, the idea is that like when you actually go back to that micro moment and you now as a 35-year-old go like, oh my God, like you kind of get why Sally maybe did that. She had her own stuff. That was a power <laughs> tripping move. Like girls are mean, like it didn't really matter. Like, you know what? And now you've developed a whole thing like look where Sally you know, is now. Yeah. Doesn't really, it's like, doesn't matter. It's like, you, you know, you, the, you can rewrite the story anytime, you know, yeah. um, you, you can re rewrite your own story and your own rhetoric and your own, like, you know, it's like anything that's happened, it's like, you can work through and understand it for what it is. And then you can let it go. <laughs> Letting things go, man, that is a beautiful thing. And you can choose then yeah. how to show, how you want to show up. And it's, it's like intentional on a daily basis. And that's where it's like this idea of prioritizing whatever that is for us um, as humans not necessarily as mothers, like I know it's a lot of women on this podcast, but as human beings, not just women, as people, it's like find, finding that peace within ourselves over time and finding ways to access that each day. Um, to me, that's the, the goal and the gift. Mm -hmm. Love that. And I think it would be useful. I mean, we're going to have your bio, but like people listening to this may not know about Mini Miyash and realize like you're kind of a big deal, Alyssa. <laughs> Such a big deal. Just bought something yesterday, actually. Very excited. Clark's going to be decked out for summer. Oh, thanks, Lexi. And your new uh, woman yeah. and your new line of uh, what do you? Is it com like comfort wear? Is that what we? Yeah, it's basically just leisure? like M and yeah. West. Yeah, yeah. M West. Yeah, it's just uh, we. Well, of course, we make um, infant children's. Uh, simple cotton basics. It's just like stylish, though. Yeah, fashion basics, but like. It actually, it's funny because when I look back on why I founded the company to begin with, everything is connected, right? Like I was in a very different, I was, it's almost 15 years ago that I started wow. this company, right? So it's been a really long time. I had a newborn baby. 
But ultimately, what I wanted was for her to feel good. I just wanted her to feel good in her skin, like right as a newborn. Like I wanted her to wear things that were super soft, that just felt like butter. Mm -hmm. And I was also conscious of sort of the planet and being able to like buy things once and have it be gender neutral. To me, it was like, it's a baby. Like you don't need froofy and girly. You just need soft basics that feel amazing on their skin Mm -hmm. and that I could buy. And then I could just have another baby. And if it's a different gender, then like use them again and then pass them along. And like, it didn't honestly, 15 years ago really exist. So that's what I created, but it's like, I've always, I think my ultimate goal is just like to help make people feel good. (laughs) You do that. I have your t-shirt and that you're wearing right now. And it is the most (laughs) buttery soft. And it's so nice to know that it's like ethically made and it's, you know, not fast fashion and I'm going to have it for years. And yeah, it's funny. Like I've had a lot of hand-me-downs given to me and literally like sometimes there's stuff that you don't want in there. Right. But anyways, you're grateful for it. And and so, but I remember she's given me this box. She's like, don't worry. It's all mini miosh. It's good stuff. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I, people, people tell me all the time. They're like, oh my God. Like I, 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 I get hand-me-downs and I basically am like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. Ooh, the mini miosh. Yeah, like, it's, it's so like, true. It makes me feel really good. Like it's like. <laughs> The gems in it the like, totally the, the, the cart. I won't name the other you know brands. I won't do that, but you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. uh it yeah, no, it I feel like you know, it's it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey that I've been on. Um, and a hugely um, you know, one I've learned so much from and ultimately one that I really would like to continue to parlay into this different sort of sphere that ultimately I feel like I'm going in a direction here, (laughs) whether it's like, I I still want the brand to like be successful and to grow. And, but it's like the impact, um, the bigger impact of, you know, supporting people on their parenting journey, supporting them and showing up as their best selves so that they can raise the kind of humans that they ultimately want to gift the world, knowing that like, we can't, there's no playbook. We're going to, there are things are going to happen, but it's only through this. I feel like through my own learning and development and awareness and understanding that I feel like I ultimately can help them through their own journey. Like that's kind of the idea to me is like being able to be open and honest and share the struggle, the good, the like, it's like, you know, I feel like that as a parent is an amazing thing to be able to gift your child. What do you, what's next for you? What's like your, what's your North star right now? Cause I feel like it's now you've, you know, adapt, like grown into where this started to where you are now. And I'm excited to see what's next. I, I would love to see the company continue to do what we do in the way that we do it and reach more people and have more people understand kind of what we're all about as a company and why there's so much love that goes into like what we make, not just the actual physical product. It's like, there's love in that garment. <laughs> like my own love is in that garment. Um, And then I would love to start to kind of create more space for myself to explore other things um, that are, you know, 
beyond um, maybe just the sphere I've been in, uh, I guess, kind of to date, but also just like through the pandemic, like getting the business through the pandemic. And like, there's been so many challenges over the last two years of just being kind of like, whoo, you know, thankfully we were in good shape, but we, we, I feel very grateful for the support we've had from our community. And now it's, it is kind of like what's next, but it's also like, but also what's next for me on a personal level. And so it's, it's, it's just exploring its possibility. It's seeing where things go. I love that. I do too. It's funny when you, people, if someone were to ask me that question, I get a bit like, oh God, like I have to do some, some work. Should I ask you, Nikki? No, don't ask me <laughs> because I've got so many things. My brain's exploding. I need to do this ayahuasca therapy. <laughs> I'm going to do a well, lot. I can, I can give you more details on that if you're interested in learning more about that. But um, you know what? It's okay. You know, another thing I've been learning is it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's next. It'll come to me. I see what's next for Nikki so clearly. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I can see it all coming together. If to her, it's a jumble, but to me, it's like, oh, this is perfectly building up. Yep. I see the direction. We're good. (laughs) And actually, you know, that's a funny thing because often other people see it for us. Totally. Right. Like we can't see it. We can't see it, but other people. And so sometimes it's even when you're in that jumble and you're just like, oh my God, I'm not sure, to be able to say to someone who knows you really well and kind of knows like kind of what your desire is, like what do you really want? Mm -hmm. What's your desire? And it's like they can help you see what's possible for you Mm -hmm. in a way that sometimes we're blocked in seeing for ourselves. So true. So true. It's, oh, I feel that deeply, my friend. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting because the, the Radiance workshop I did with Christine, the, the theme of it really was around desire. It was around mm-hmm. being like, what do you desire? What do you, Lexi, or you, Nikki, or you out there listening, what do you really want for yourself? It's okay to desire something, you know? And like, it was an interesting process for me because I sort of started out with like, this is what I desire. And then I was like, mm, actually, this is what I desire. Mm, actually, it's this. It, it wasn't just like very clear to me right out of the gate. It's like there were levels of desire and it was like, I kind of started out in one level. And then as I sort of worked through some stuff, I was like, oh, now I'm going deeper into what I really desire. And it was like this, you know, it's possible. It's possible to have what we desire, you know, and to ultimately, I think, you know, my goal is to live a really big, beautiful, bold, limitless life, whatever that is, to just see what happens and let it unfold and not let fear hold me back, not let the unknown hold me back from just seeing what's possible and with the ultimate goal of just, I think, helping and serving other people on their own journey. It's perfect. And very powerful question for everyone to be left with, I think. What do you <laughs> yeah. desire? What do you uh, desire? Take a, take a page, a piece of paper and just start writing down. Yes. Can you read that note again that's on your desk, Alyssa? I honor my standards and my word to myself above all else. 
Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) I think we ended there, folks. (laughs) That's a wrap. (laughs) Thanks, Alyssa. Like this has been, uh, yeah, so it's so, so great. I feel charged up. I came on this feeling similar to you, like, and now ready to roll. I'm I'm so glad. I also, my energy has shifted through this conversation. Good reminder. You can shift your energy anytime, any place you're in a run, like shift, you can shift it. And now I'm going to play my pump up song. Yeah. (laughs) What's it going to be? What's it? What's your pump up song today? Oh, I have, I have many a pump up song, but, um, one that I listened, have been listening to lately. That is just such a beautiful song is higher love by Steve Winwood. Oh, so yeah. Yes. It's not actually really a pump up, pump up song. It's more just a like feel good in flow song actually. So everyone put that on and enjoy it. Crank it up today. Yeah. Thanks. It's like Alyssa if you haven't you. listened to that song in a while, it's a good one to throw on. on yes, the, on the, on I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You know, I'm looking for it right now. You know, I'm yeah. looking for it right now. <laughs> Kygo, you're talking about the original, right? The original. Steve Steve Winwood, Steve, not the Steve Winwood. No, okay. the original. The original. I mean, the Kygo one's great, but yeah, you want the original. Yeah. 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 Are you playing it, Nikki? Can you hear it? Wait for it. Yeah, you can kind of hear it. (laughs) I can't hear it. (laughs) It's very faint. It's very Um, faint. (laughs) You got to crank it up, crank it up, and then move your body. Honestly, you know me. If you follow me on Instagram, it's like, I like to dance, and (laughs) I'm all about music and movement. There we go. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> Nikki's getting into it. We're 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 gonna have to edit it in. I think Nikki's <laughs> yeah. just dancing. No one can hear, her, but she's enjoying it. So <laughs> we'll leave Nikki to her <laughs> dance party, and everyone else can join. <laughs> I think it's awesome that we can't hear it, but she's in her yeah. own groove like, right Woo! now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, <laughs> oh, that thanks, awesome. Alyssa. We'll, uh, I think, end it there. Appreciate you coming on. And um, everyone, check out the show notes for where you can follow Alyssa and her dance parties. I always enjoy watching your Instagram dance parties. Um, and uh, and obviously also Mini Miosh. Um, and if you have a little one, check out their stuff. Thank Thanks you for coming Thanks. on. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at WeGoTherePodcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.